0: Hey there, this is Kristin Kiefer, and you are listening to episode number 18 of the Well-Storied Podcast, where I share tips and tricks that help writers craft sensational novels and build their very best writing lives. The Well-Storied Podcast is, as always, made possible by my lovely Patreon supporters. If you enjoy today's episode and would like to help support future episodes, as well as every writing resource I create for Well-Storied, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash wellstoried. Today, we're breaking down the latest article I wrote for the Well Storied blog, entitled Four Ways to Plot a Trilogy. This article and episode are actually the first in a brand new mini-blog series on crafting trilogies that I am very excited to share with you today. Ready to listen in? As always, you can find the transcript for today's episode over at well-storied.com slash blog. Now, without any further ado, let's get started. Actually, I lied. One more thing to mention before we get started today. This episode will contain spoilers for The Lord of the Rings, The Hunger Games, The Graceling Trilogy, and the Shades of Magic series by V.E. Schwab. If you have not yet read these books and you truly do care about the spoilers that are going to be in this episode, you might want to skip this one until you have read those books. Sound like a plan? All right, now let's dive straight into today's episode. Are you interested in writing a trilogy? From The Lord of the Rings to The Hunger Games and beyond, it is plain to see that trilogies stand the test of time among readers. But writing a trilogy? Well, that can be tough. A good trilogy must hook readers and keep them engaged, maintain good pacing and consistency, and steadily increase intention toward an epic series climax. Mapping that out? Well, it's certainly a tall order. No wonder so many authors find the task of writing such a trilogy absolutely daunting. Recently, one of my lovely Patreon supporters asked if I had any tips or tricks for planning a trilogy. And I was shocked to realize that I hadn't yet written any articles on the subject. But better late than never, right? Over the coming weeks, I'm going to break down the process of crafting a trilogy in depth so you can better plan your own. What's on today's agenda? An overview of the common types and plot structures behind popular trilogies. Let's dive in. The Three Styles of Trilogies Just like any other form of storytelling, trilogies often follow specific storytelling structures. Specifically, there are three main styles of trilogies an author can choose to write. These are the same three styles I outlined in our two-part blog series on plotting a book series, but let's briefly review them today. First up, we have dynamic trilogies. By far the most common style of trilogy, The main character in a dynamic trilogy undergoes character development, whether it be positive or negative, over the course of the three books. In other words, the main character begins the first book as one person and emerges at the end of book three, forever changed. They experience a deep-seated internal transformation, overcoming a flaw or fear, or falling victim to it, as the story progresses. Because a character's physical journey so often sparks internal change as well, a dynamic storyline is by far the most common style of trilogy. Examples include The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien and The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Style of Trilogy Number 2 – Static Trilogies However, you may wish to write a trilogy in which your main character does not undergo an emotional change. Instead, they fight to stay true to who they are, while facing doubts, fears, and temptations over the course of their three-book journey. This type of storyline is known as a static arc, and it's the second most popular style of storytelling employed in trilogies. Examples include the Millennium Trilogy by Steve Larsson and the Indiana Jones Film Trilogy. Finally, we have Anthology Trilogies. In anthology trilogies, each book is only loosely related to the others. Each book stands alone, and the books can often be read out of order without having any part of the trilogy spoiled. There are two common ways this style of trilogy can play out. Some anthology trilogies feature the same main character who returns in each subsequent book for a new adventure. Other trilogies feature a new main character in each book who experiences events related to, but not dependent upon, the other books in the series. Usually, this type of anthology series shares a setting or secondary characters. Examples of an anthology trilogy include Anna and the French Kiss by Stephanie Perkins and the Graceling Realm trilogy by Kristen Cashore. These styles of trilogy map out their basic storytelling formats— but they don't exactly provide much insight into how you can actually plot out your series. Which brings us to the second portion of our, our, our article and our episode today. <laughs> that was a tongue twister. Let's talk about plotting a trilogy. While there are seemingly endless ways to plot a trilogy, there are indeed a few specific plot structures you can follow to help you better map out a plot that will really wow your readers. Let's break them down today. First up, we have complex arcs. In this style of trilogy plot structure, each book has its own defined beginning, middle, and end. The main conflict in each book is resolved, but threads of tension do carry on into the next book in the series, sparking another central conflict. Meanwhile, a larger conflict slowly plays out its beginning, middle, and end over the course of the trilogy as a whole, with the climax of this larger plot arc often also serving as the final climax of the third book's individual conflict, too. In some cases, the overarching plot arc may completely merge with the individual plot arc of the third book in the trilogy. Confusing, I know, but The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins is a great example of this plot structure, so we're going to break down very basically how that works with this example now, but be warned there are spoilers ahead. So, in the first Hunger Games book, Katniss Everdeen is forced to participate in a gladiator-style fight to the death in an arena with 23 other children. The book's individual conflict comes to a close when she survives the game and returns home. However, President Snow is unhappy with how her quick-witted trickery, which won her the games in the first place, embarrassed his public image. In the trilogy's second installment, he holds a special games in which Katniss is once again forced to compete, this time against other past winners of the games. What Katniss doesn't know is that a rebellion against the corrupt government is brewing, and its leaders are using her image as its figurehead. At the end of Book 2, the story's individual conflict closes as Katniss is rescued from the arena by the rebel leaders. Then, Book 3 picks up with Katniss in the hands of the rebel leaders who wish her to actively lead their rebellion. Both the third book and the trilogy Wrap up in the, fin- in the finale's climax when the corrupt government is overthrown and Katniss takes striking action to eliminate a new corrupt leader who is on the rise. The book's overarching plot arc, however, begins in book one with an introduction to the evils of Pan Am's government and leader, President Snow. In the second book, the overarching plot arc picks up as rebels begin to mount a rebellion against this government. Finally, the overarching plot and the third book's plot arc merge in Book 3, as the mounting rebellion spills into a full-blown revolution. Next, let's talk about the second type of trilogy plot structure, which is the long arc. Some trilogies act as a single work that's just broken down into three installments. With the same plot arc playing out over the course of all three books. There are no individual plot arcs in this style of trilogy, and often each book ends on a cliffhanger with many threads of conflict still unresolved. A prime example of this is The Lord of the Rings by J. R. R. Tolkien. Again, mild spoilers below as we break this down. First up, let's start with The Fellowship of the Ring, where Frodo Baggins learns that he possesses the One Ring, which must be taken into the Dark Lord Sauron's lands and destroyed. He sets out on his quest, amassing a fellowship of helpers along the way, and faces many trials. The book ends on a cliffhanger when the fellowship is broken, and Frodo must leave behind all but his best friend Sam so that the ring does not corrupt them. The trilogy picks up in Book 2 as Frodo and Sam meet a new helper named Gollum, who has already been driven mad by the Ring and may be secretly plotting against them to obtain it for himself. The three make their way to Mordor, but get captured along the way. Meanwhile, the other members of the Fellowship face the first big battle against Sauron's forces. Finally, Book 3 picks up with Sam rescuing Frodo from the enemy. Now in the Dark Lord's territory, they make a perilous final journey into the heart of Mordor to destroy the Ring while the other members of the Fellowship fight and win a continued war against the enemy. With the ring destroyed, Middle-earth is set free and Frodo returns home. Next, let's talk about the third type of trilogy plot structure, individual arcs. Some trilogies have no overarching plotline. Instead, they feature three individual, but related, plot arcs that often increase in tension as the trilogy progresses. The Graceling Realm trilogy by Kristin Cashore is a great example of this. But as always remember there are spoilers ahead. So, in the first book, Graceling, a skilled fighter named Katsa goes on a journey to uncover a king's corrupt plot. Along the way, she rescues the king's daughter, fights to save them both, and ultimately kills the psychotic king to spare the kingdom from his cruelty. The trilogy's second installment, Fire, takes place in the years before the events of Graceling. It follows the story of a feared human monster named Fire, who must convince the realm's mistrustful leaders that she can help them keep the tumultuous nation from civil war. Ultimately, her efforts prove successful, though along the way she meets a cruel and dangerous boy, who will later become the evil king in Graceling. In the final book in the trilogy, which takes place several years after the first book, the evil king's daughter, Bitterblue, comes to power and begins to make right the horrible wrongs her father did to her kingdom. However, the further she digs, the more horrifying the misdeeds she uncovers, some of which still wreak destruction today. Bitterblue fights a dangerous battle against her dead father's corruption until her kingdom can once again thrive. And now let's talk about the fourth and final major common plot structure that is used to plot a trilogy, and this is the Two Arcs, Three Books plot structure. This trilogy plot structure is by far the least common of the four we've discussed today, but it's still worth exploring as it happens to be the structure behind one of the most popular fantasy trilogies published in recent years and this trilogy also happens to be a favorite of mine, so I'm really excited to talk about it. With this structure, the characters in the world are introduced in an initial book that can be read on its own. The trilogy then continues with a heightened new plot arc that spans the remaining two books in the series. In some cases, there may be some small link between the plot arc of the first book and the plot arc of the second two books, but nothing of enough consequence that it would shift this style of trilogy into one of the other plot structures that we've already talked about. And the prime example of this style of trilogy plot structure? It is the New York Times best-selling Shades of Magic series by V.E. Schwab. As always, spoilers ahead. In the first book in this trilogy, readers are introduced to Kel, Lila, and Rai, A magician, a thief, and a prince, respectively, who get themselves into a world of trouble thanks to Kel's seemingly innocent smuggling. They then must use their skills to fight back against two evil twins who threaten to overthrow their kingdom. This central conflict is resolved by the end of the first book, and the characters go their separate ways. This could be where the series ended, it could just be one book. However, the characters are once again drawn together in Book 2, when the kingdom holds a magical tournament. But things at the tournament are all as they seem to be, and with a new and darker danger growing that once again threatens to overtake their kingdom. Once again, Kel, Lila, and Rai, as well as the privateer Alucard and Holland, a tortured magician, must fight to destroy the all-powerful Oseran and protect their kingdom with this part of the story playing out over the last two books in the trilogy. Alright, as you can see, there is no set way that a trilogy must be structured. You have plenty of options to play around with. But if you want to write a proper trilogy, you can't only focus on mapping out your plot. You must also give your character arcs a little attention, which is exactly what we're going to talk about in the next article and the next episode of this little mini-blog series, podcast series I'm doing on crafting trilogies. If you don't want to miss out on this, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, or head on over to the transcript for today's episode at well droidcom slash blog, and in the bottom of that blog post there is a subscribe to the blog form where you can enter your email and sign up to receive an email alert every time a new article and a new episode of the podcast goes live. Sound like a plan? Friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and that you're as excited for this new mini blog and podcast series on trilogies as I am. If you have any questions about today's episode and article, don't forget to just head on over to the blog and to leave a comment on the blog post, and I will definitely make sure to get back to you. Sound good? Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next time. Bye!